I'm Neil Silvert from Your Gray Matters. This week's episode is part one of Rent to Own. Do you believe that you don't have a chance to buy a home? Well, this may show you how. At Your Gray Matters, we bring you solutions, miracles that already exist. Welcome to Your Gray Matters. this week's podcast. As you know, at Your Gray Matters, what we do is we introduce miracles. We introduce solutions to things that already exist, but you may not know about them. And we're excited today to be talking about an answer, a very good answer to buying a home. People are very concerned today that they can't find a home. And if they find a home, they don't know how to get the down payment for it. They may be challenged with that and too many people seem to have lost hope in this country i am thrilled today to have one of the, the country's great great specialists on a wonderful program called rent to own this is a program that can be used by a person to find a way to actually own a home it's not a new concept but it is growing in popularity. Both Mark and I have been involved in this program for a while, and we believe in it. We're very, very privileged today to have Mark Facilius on this podcast. Mark and I know each other uh, from real estate, and we both believe that this is a viable miracle, as I call it, and we want you to know about it. Good morning, Mark. We're privileged to have you. Mark, why don't you tell us about yourself and why you love Rentone? Thanks, Neil. That's that's quite an introduction. I, I was put off guard by the very first comment where you said it's a miracle. I'm gonna we're gonna discuss miracles. And I'm thinking, wow, this sounds a bit like a religious event, and I'm okay with that too. But, <laughs> you know, the idea of a miracle, I think, man, that's a great choice of words. But um yeah, so so to your point, um, I you can tell by my gray hair. Um, that I've been uh, I've been around a bit and I've uh, owned several properties and the rent to own thing, the rent to own concept, the rent to own strategy has been around for quite some time. It's just getting it done professionally and getting it done right. Like a lot of landlords can just do it on their own, but I like a lot of people have owned some rental property and you know been involved. So Yes, to your point, the rent-to-own um, strategy I have found after 25 years of full-time real estate investing has been the most successful uh, uh, real estate investment I've made because it's it's truly win-win. And and I just quickly want to identify: there's only two things you need: you need an investor and you need a tenant that's that's that that are willing to work together. So basically, that's it. The hard part I found as a landlord, I owned 87, 87 apartments at one time, and it was about 17 properties. I was going crazy. Um, so I do understand, you know, everything to do with managing and renting properties, dealing with N4s, N11s, oh my God, N1s, L1s, um, that the rent-to-own concept uh, 
diminishes a lot of that concern. But more importantly, as again, as I, I'm going to say this, as I've gotten older, and I hate to say that, but it's true, um, <laughs> that the win-win idea is is really important. Um, making money is great, and, and, and that's what this is also about. But actually helping people get into a home uh, truly, truly is expi- inspiring. So that's the miracle part. The miracle part is it really is win-win for everybody. Yeah, and you know, I've loved it since I discovered it many years ago. Like you, I've been involved in rent-to-own transactions. And it's amazing to see smiling tenant buyers. And it's really wonderful to see investor landlords. And they're all working together for the purpose of a tenant buyer being able to complete the purchase of that home over time. And people are concerned, Mark. People don't understand Usually that when they want to buy a house, you know, on the first $500,000 of that house, they're going to have to put down 5%. And then anything over that, they're going to have to put down another 10% as a down payment. So ladies and gentlemen, on a $700,000 house, you're going to have to put down $35,000 on the first $500,000 and another $20,000 on the other $200,000 you're into $55,000 down. People are finding that challenging. Rent to own for me is a different answer. When I was a kid and Mark, when you were a kid, we used to go to our store and have the layaway plan. You can buy a product, lay it away, make some payments. Eventually you paid for it. I like eventually you paid, yes. And I'm just showing my age. But I, I, what I also really like though, is that this is almost a layaway plan for a down payment. And it's in theory. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to jump in, but absolutely correct. So, so the investor, so I, I can see that I, you know, we have the tenant over here and the investors over here. So the investor needs to understand that he's, his money is assisting this person. He's making money in, yep. a, in the four years, but he's actually helping this guy get that 10% down. That is a struggle. And as you know, on a $700,000 townhouse, which in Ontario is a pretty reasonable price to ask for, you're yep. looking at $70,000. A lot of people have 20, 30, and they just, you know, every month they realize, oh my God, it's going to take me another 10 years. And if you're 30, newly married, you're realizing I'm not even going to think of getting into them until I'm 40. You so what it. we do is in essence, it's a forced savings plan. Yes. And, and, and it's just like the RSP. If you look at what the government has done is they, by creating an RSP, they force you to save money. However, they never really give you anything back. They, they're they eventually going to get you with the taxes. As you know, RSPs is only a deferred tax. Exactly. But you make money in there and they say it's tax-free. Nothing is tax-free. This concept is that we force savings because we actually just literally charge charge a top-up on their rent. And if they if they agree to that and can can and most importantly can afford it, you know, we we look at their GDS and TDS. If they can afford it, then we put aside roughly almost uh, 20% of their rent into a savings so that in four years, that money goes back to them and they buy that property back. That in essence is, 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 is really the win-win for them. I, you know, we can discuss on, on the other, but, but in a, that's the mechanics of it. You're absolutely yes. right. And, and so if we could bring it down a little bit, because sometimes people hear terms like GDS and TDS and they don't understand that it's debt ratios. So let's let's simplify for people who are new to this. Maybe you've had a scenario of one, but a person comes to you, Mark, or to me, and they say, I want to buy a house. I, I'm looking at a $700,000 townhouse. It's in Hamilton. Um, 
and I have $40,000 already. I'm so proud of myself, but I've given up. I don't know how yeah. to get the rest. How would we help them, Mark? Okay, so we're talking about a client right now. So a yeah. client tenant. And again, what I do is I find both. I find these tenant clients and I find the investors. And, and basically, I'm, I'm as you can see by my face, I'm in the middle. And right. I, I make a small fee and let's face it, we're not, we're all in this because money, money is important and, and we can all benefit by making a little bit of money. So with regards to, to your question, this, this person in Hamilton has, for example, 40,000, um, what, what, how we work, how we would work with this person is we would, we would obviously do a full, uh, a financial analysis on him very much like a bank would very much like a mortgage broker. So there's no escaping the idea of being fiscally responsible. Yes. These investors we work with, they're probably sophi um, uh, sophisticated financially. So these people, they want to see these people become like them. To become like them, you really got to understand financing. So we do a little bit, and, and when I say a little bit, it's about a couple months worth of, of getting people to understand that, yes, we do need to understand your income. Yes, we need proof. Uh, we need your we need your taxes. We need so we need the NOAs. We need your tax returns. We need proof of employment. We need to see a history exactly like a bank because the last thing we want to do is to is to do all this work and then this guy doesn't doesn't pay. Why? Because we overcharged or we didn't know some of the hidden debts that he had. So we really have to dig into their debts. Obviously, a full credit report. And a full understanding. So again, to answer your question, that's the first thing we would do, Neil, is we would look at this person, we would help them, and there's no charge to this. We would go and we would use the word gross debt servicing and total debt servicing. Those are the T GDS and TDSs that you were referring to. So those numbers are important. Why? Because they tell us how much money you have and your debt load. In, in other words, there's a ratio, and those ratios should be in a healthy financial situation well under 40%. In other words, 40% of your money goes to pay just to live because we, because underwriters, life insurance companies understand that 60% of that money gets used on other things. So that's why we need to understand the financial concept. So that's the first step to answer your question, Neil, is we would look and say, okay, what's your life financially? What do you like? Because again, these investors over here, they're going to want to see that. They're going to want to see have we done our homework to see if this guy's financially? So that's the first step, if that answers it. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, and it's important because like any transaction, uh, you have to understand everything. But what you're also saying, Mark, is you provide an education for people. It's not your intent. They're not going to college with you. Right. Actually, they are learning principles. As you Correct. said, it's a savings plan. It's a forced savings plan with potentially the best outcome because that's their dream. They're looking to own a home. And right now, they don't see that in their life. But you still have to walk people through the proper steps. We have to have the right partners, the tenant buyer, the investor. You can't ask an investor to help someone to buy a home if you haven't even gone through due diligence. That's Correct. the words. So I, I really applaud pardon me, rent own, because that's a big part of it. We're not just going to throw someone into a process and then perhaps throw an investor in and not know what we're talking about. So you in the middle is actually a very, very important process. And, and, and it's good because we, people like you and I have an interest, not only in making money and we do, 
but you have to have a, somebody said to me to be in rent to own the investor, the tenant buyer, and the people like you and I have to have a bit of a heart. You have to have a love for welcoming people into their new home, no matter how long it takes, but that dream exists. I use the word miracle. You're right. It's also the word dream and it's not fluffy. Business has always been built on somebody's dream and getting there. Right. So I love this from there. Once you've, uh, prove them. Uh, they look like they, they've met uh, the requirements to be able to enter into a rent-to-own as a tenant buyer. What would happen next? I, I'm going to assume that like any other transaction, there's legal documents, there's appropriate understanding of the documents, sure that uh, you, you visit your lawyer, but both sides, the, the investor and the tenant buyer, they of course know what they're getting into and they've signed documents to back that up right and and you know i do want to say that we're not going to be talking much about the investor side because i think we're saving that for another podcast aren't we, we are we are <laughs> so, so today let's let's focus in on the tenant side so the tenant that is interested in buying so with that so the first thing exactly we go through a basically financial thing and as you were talking i was realizing a lot of these people you know what is it uh rumsfeld said we don't know what we don't know Correct. or for other people that say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again wondering why am i not getting ahead so Einstein. people like us get involved and say well you know we've kind of done this before and here's why we have to be like a bit like a doctor and we got to do a blood test and we go i don't want a blood test well we got to sort of test what's going on for us to make a proper analysis so right. it's kind of painful i don't know like every time i'm getting mortgages myself and they mark i need your financials i need this oh what's this what it's kind of painful it's like getting something you know prostate exam uh, i've done a few uh they're, they're not plain, but you gotta do it you so got it by the way that exam saved my life that's right. And I, just yeah. so you know, same thing about five years ago. That's another podcast. Right. Okay? That's a different so, one. <laughs> it's painful, but it, it was good. So anyway, so these people, we we do a financial analysis because again, these people, if they say, well, why do I want a financials? I'm trying to tell you that there's reasons why you're, you're not getting ahead. Let's look at that. So once that's done, you know, to move to the next step is if we look at that. We will then determine, say, you know, we believe based on our financing or what we see that the information you gave us, you can afford X. So let's just assume you can afford a basic $500,000 condo or, or a townhouse somewhere. And we say, here's what you can afford. We then would say, once we approve, we would then would say, great, you, you're approved for this. Is this something that you would want? And they go, yeah, yeah, we, I think we can find one. Then we say, go and find the home that you want. So the beautiful part about what we do is you find the home that you want and we will then bring in that investor so a lot of times once they're approved we sign them up to the program we then they then go out and find a home that they like and 99% of the time it's not at the price that we recommended it's always <laughs> a little bit more mark yeah, you know, we found one for 45, 49. I go, yeah, but you know, our GDS says it's got to be under 40. Now we're at 42% and going, oh man. However, we work with it and said, guys, and you know, of course, people are together and families are together for a reason. We want to help people. So let's just assume it ends up being 529. Yeah. So we end up getting a purchase. While they're doing that, Neil, we find an investor. We have a, an investor lined up. And saying, guess what? We have a guy, he's going to be looking in the Hamilton area. He's going to be doing this. 
and uh, it's going to be this amount. It's probably going to be a 500, let's just say 500. Therefore, you're going to need about 100 to $125,000 investment because that's what's going to be missing. Yeah. And then with this guy, this guy has to have a minimum of 5%. Right. So we can't, here's, this is a sort of, I don't want to say it's a hard threshold, but it's a pretty good threshold. It, where it is though, really, it is. It is that that if you can't save $25,000, yep. And you know, and if you've got like three, I'm sorry, you know, you're you you got to show us that you can save something. Exactly. There's got to be some, like, because it's got to be win-win. We don't want to be all you know doing everything. So there has to be some responsibility. I'm yeah. you've raised children, I've raised children, teaching children responsibility. Hate to say it, there's a little bit of this where we're we're teaching kids how to become financially responsible, even though they're adults. A lot of people are not financially responsible. And so therefore there's a little, so with that, yes, there is a threshold of 5%. We have gone down to three, Neil, on mm. these, because we do see sometimes very high income, perhaps a death in the family took money. You, you know, there are extenuating circumstances. circumstances. Exactly. And, and we absolutely, you know, work unlike a bank. We do look at character. Unlike a bank, we do look at personal things way more we weigh those things much heavier sure. than, than regular. So, so that is a threshold of 5%. So there is about a 20 on a 500,000 purchase, there would be a $25,000 uh, requirement that we would need. Yep. And then they would go out and, and look at that home and purchase it. And of course, that's a whole other process of determining, you know, a quality home. And that's another educational process. It Should is. Uh, Mark, Mark, just to jump in though, and I salute you for this. I think that there's a misconception that people think that once they're approved, then you're going to pick out the house for them, but they're not, they're free to go find the house that they want. Yeah. Well, that's the beautiful part. Cause I simply say, I don't want to live in it. You're the one that wants to live in it. You're the one that wants to buy it. And then that is the key, Neil, where this investor really doesn't understand or many regular landlords is this person who's renting it from you wants to buy it. And more importantly, he picked it out. He didn't go to you and say, I'll rent your room. No, he's going, I'm going to, I'm going to live in this place. I'm going to rent it, which means what's he going to do? He's going to take care of it. Okay. He's not going to want to bust the window. He's not going to bring his friends over and uh -huh. put heads through, through drywall. No way. And he's that's the be... kicker in this program. The investor's getting someone who's not going to destroy their own home, which is right. a risk when you're a landlord. That's right. And so we find tenants that want to get ahead in life. That again Neil, you, you've been involved in, in the whole motivation game. There's nothing better than a person that wants to improve their life. That's all. That's really the key requirement. It's like the first step in the 12-step 12, 12 program. You got to acknowledge something. And that acknowledgement can be very, very difficult to some people because we're dealing with pride. Well, I don't need this. Fine. Then stay in the insanity world. Stay exactly. in the insanity saying, well, I can't buy a home. And then, of course, we can hear it in the headlines, the bitterness of people who do have homes. Oh, they were just lucky. Oh, they were just, no, no, they were smart. They yeah. took the financial hardships to figure crap out. They started hanging out. And Neil, you know about motivation, you know. I mean, we talk about uh, Jim Rohn and things like that, where he says, what book are you reading now? You so that it. five years from now, you are going to be prepared. That's a little bit what we do. We say, yeah. we're going to educate you so that in five years from now, you can afford that home you've always wanted. And, and that's I, why to me, it's a it's a it's a win win situation. And I love it. And now you're talking about winning principles that that the wealthy people do, that the winners do. 
My, okay. I was very privileged years ago. My bride and I were building a business and they brought on this young speaker that nobody ever heard of, except that his name was Robert Kiyosaki. And <laughs> he basically did Rich Dad, Poor Dad with us. And we actually got to uh, be taught by him for four or five sessions over years. There was nothing more than expanding our mind and preparing ourselves to be in real estate. Never no, and to read. Yeah, and, and Neil, I can, you know, for people that are looking, um, I can say it took me to 40 by the time I realized I started listening to the Zig Ziglar type guy. Yep. And and he says, everybody says this. They say, what do you want to be? Well, I want to make a million dollars. He goes, yeah. okay, have you written it down? He goes, no, it's, it's up here. He says, then you're not serious. Then right. you're not serious. And I thought about that because it, it's true. My whole, I was cocky. I was 25. I was, you know, Mr. Know-it-all and all that. At 40, I started hitting some roadblocks. My kids were starting to get, you know, pressures of money, business. I had a business that wasn't quite doing what it was supposed to do. And so I needed to be this person and say, what am I doing wrong? That that ins that insanity thing was drilled into my head. And that's when I started listening to other people. And the rent to own program is very much connected to the idea of improving your life. And we're talking about these people here. We're going to talk about these guys later, but these people here are the ones that, that we're looking at. And if you can do that, and accept the fact that perhaps some of these people, the, the reason why we ask these questions is we kind of, you know, want to help you. But again, like a prostate exam, it hurts a bit. But the thing is, Mark, what you're talking about is mentorship. And while you, what yes. you do and what I do aren't necessarily full-time mentors, the truth is that people have to learn principles. Even uh, when I found my first mentor and I still talk to him, he met me, he looked at me, listened to me and said, here's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Don't come back till you've read it twice. Right. I'm not a strong reader and it was harsh, but it was the best book that I ever read because it yeah. got me going. Yeah, and I guess, you know, we're drilling, hopefully people watching this, on you know, the tenant clients, they're understanding that that's your first step is at least to accept the fact that, okay, whatever I've been doing, perhaps I haven't been doing it right. And yep. that some of these people who have, money who have real estate that how did they get that and i'm trying to say i was absolutely there i was absolutely there and now you know 20 years later i'm not saying i'm here but i'm saying i do understand that if i didn't make those changes if i didn't say to myself okay what is it that i'm doing wrong so i started like you i joined i joined an investment group i joined different things to understand about investing now 2005 is when i was 45 so, you know, the world was different from a real estate perspective. You could throw a rock and you could get 12% cap rates on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That world is no longer here. Absolutely. So that, again, that's discussion we're going to have later. But for these people here that are looking, we just want to drill into your heads that we're here to help you and we need to analyze that. And to do that, we've got to do that first step. And then the second step is you got to find a home. Now, Neil, in finding that home, we have advice as well. We're not going to say, look, this, this home is not going to last. You know, as you know, some people, they do not understand what an appraisal will do. So we have yeah. to do an appraisal. And, yeah. you know, when you go and purchase a home, we need an appraisal to understand not only just an appraisal, but a home inspection. So with along, so now we've done the financial reporting, go out and get the home. Now we got to do the house reporting. We got to do the, is this house, what's the roof like? What's the furnace like? All these different steps, mm -hmm. creating a report to say, in 10 years, you're going to have to do this. In five years, you're going to have to do this. And so 
we excuse me, we advise these people to say, look, here's your financial responsibilities 10 years down the road. Because that's another thing people don't think of. When you when you're when you're renting full time, you don't care about the roof. You don't care about the furnace. Why? Because let the, let the landlord take care of it. We're trying to teach these people who want to be homeowners. These are the things you got to look for. You got to take care of them. And it's a really good point, Mark, because whether you're in one of these agreements for two years, three years, four years, you have to have the ability to demonstrate that you even understand what you just said, Mark. You're going to need new windows. You're going to want to do new paint. You may have to do a roof. Right. This becomes a much longer plan than just getting into the house. We're helping people understand how to keep the house. Right. We're 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 like we're saying. We're, it's a mindset. You know, Robert Kiyosaki talks about the mindset of the rich dad, poor dad. That your bank account becomes your report card. Things like that that he would talk about. So in many ways, we're trying to get people to say, look, we're here to help. But some of these things, you have to change your thinking. And part of your thinking is you're no longer a renter. Yep. You're going to be managing and taking care of a house. Here are the things that you need to look at. So, yep. yes. So before we purchase, we have an appraisal and we have to do a home inspection. And then we sit with that person. Of course, then there's the process of, well, what happens upon purchase? Well, truthfully, then the investor purchases the home for this because the other because they can't qualify. Why can't they qualify? Many reasons. Probably down payment is one of them. Probably self-employed. Probably a new immigrant. Probably a bankruptcy or some personal issue that happened in their life that prevents them from getting a mortgage. In reality, this is the person that's getting the mortgage. That's the assistance. That's like the parent, right? A lot of people say, well, you got to, you know, the bank of my parents. They're the ones getting the mortgage. In many ways, this investor is going to do that for well, them. So, uh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, I once had that conversation with a potential tenant buyer who said, I don't want to go through this. I said, you expect me to go to a person who's willing to extend themselves to help you buy a house and they don't even know you and you're right. not willing to do what we need you to do. Right. Sorry, we're not going to do it. But if you will do it, you may just have that house faster than you think that you could. Right. And And again, I'm hoping as people are watching, there's reasons for every step of the way that I've been discussing, there's reasons why we need to know financial. There's reasons why we need to understand the house a bit more because we've we've been there. We we know that these are the problems that are going to come up. So I guess the sort of the final part is we then bring in the investor. The investor buys the property. Contracts. This is the most. This is the big one. The contracts between this person and this person is is very important. That is a future purchase sale agreement. In essence, this person is renting the home that they picked, that we have helped them say, this is what you can afford. You then have a contract where you rent it from this person and it's a fixed term contract, which means if all you did was honor every agreement in that contract, you get to buy that house back from this investor in about four years for a fixed price. And that's, that is one of the key elements of people saying, well, you know, how does that get determined? I'll tell you how it gets determined. It's roughly inflation. So a home will roughly appreciate by roughly inflation, which is what? 5%, four or 5%. 99% of the 1200 homes that we have financed, um, the appreciation is more than what the contract said. So who wins? This guy. We would say, and we've done. I've done enough of these. I don't know. Five hundred thousand dollar home, five percent appreciation. 
in four years, that home, that contract is going to say about $630,000. After four years, we're going to get an appraisal. If it comes in and says, this home is worth eight hundred, dollars that's too bad. The investor gets his fixed return. And who wins? This person. He just, he, just sure. he just bought a home that's worth eight hundred dollars for six hundred and thirty-five. dollars Now, I'm not disparaging the investor because I'm going to say right now, the investor has made plenty of money. Oh, and in yeah. the next episode, we're going to talk about how that works. Absolutely. So we're not, we don't need greedy people. We want common sense people. We want people that want to help people and everybody wins along the way. And that's why when we started this, I want to say, this is, this is why I'm doing it. It is a complete win-win for everybody involved. Yes. And thank you, Mark. And that's why we at Your Gray Matters pod wanted to put you on and talk about Rent-Own because this is a solution. It's an, an all around winner for, as you put it, both parties. But right. just to clarify one last thing, if you're the tenant buyer, you bought your home, your paperwork says this amount, that's what you're paying for it. By the time you actually finish that contract, your house can be worth this. Correct. So you are doing amazing things by going through the maturity process or maturing process of learning how to do this with the guidance of you, Mark. So it's, it's a terrific program. I want to thank you so much for coming out. As I said at Your Gray Matters podcast, we find miracles. We find solutions. We want people to understand that, and I say this respectfully, when the bank says no, there are places to go. It's Absolutely. not the end of the line. And so, Mark, I thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want more information, simply email me at your gray gray is with the letter e your gray matters pod at gmail.com in the subject line please just put rent to own and we will connect you with mark so thanks so much for having me neil hey this has been a great great uh honor for me to have you on mark bless your heart for what you've been doing and we will be back to you with the second part of this pod soon thank you Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the Your Gray Matters podcast. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. The Your Gray Matters podcast name and all forms and abbreviations are the property of its owner and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service.